Hello everyone and welcome to the second episode of the Planted Podcast. So my name's Tom, I'm a personal trainer and nutrition fanatic and very excited to bring the second episode here for you today. So we kicked off last week with the first episode which was all about living with a vegan if you're not vegan yourself and also the social side that comes with making adjustments in your life that maybe other people aren't making and it's you know new ground for you. It feels a bit scary and a bit strange. So this week I want to talk about fat loss, weight loss on a plant-based lifestyle and why this way of living can help you to lose weight. So plant-based living is very simple in a lot of ways, um, but it's obviously confused a little bit with the generic term veganism. Now, essentially, they mean the same thing, but if you look a bit deeper, then they don't. Plant-based living indicates obviously that you eat plants, that you don't consume animal products, but there are some gray areas for people who are just, you know, going plant-based for health reasons. Those people sometimes include things like honey. So that's where obviously veganism would um, omit that from someone's diet because it's an animal product from an animal and that is not in line with veganism. So plant-based living is healthy if uh, someone is going to be eating whole food plant-based diet. Um, with veganism, obviously, there's a huge amount of alternatives out there. There's a huge amount of meat substitutes that have uh, really come into the market lately with big figures investing in the plant-based market because they see, you know, where it's going. They see the changes that have happened in the industry. So there's more and more different alternatives that are coming out every single day. Now, with that, obviously, there's going to be more and more processing that takes place, more and more sugars more and more salts more and more oil so with this plant-based or vegan living is becoming unhealthy if you know you're going to go for the substitutes all the time and this processing is obviously a big concern obesity is a relatively new epidemic in that 50 years ago it wasn't the problem that we've got now and we have to consider you know why is there a problem now and a lot of it has to do with convenience and the way that we live we're all very busy we're all rushing from one spot to another we're all trying to get 10 million things done at once and sometimes our diet and lifestyle comes last you know we're looking after the kids we're looking after our parents we're looking after other people and at the end of doing all that do you feel like cooking a chickpea curry from scratch with fresh chilies probably not now with the uh, convenience of food also comes problems with the extra ingredients that's added. Now, obviously, um, in meat, there's a huge amount of saturated fats. There's uh, a lot of processing that takes place as well. And red meats um, have been classi- classed recently as a, in the same car- category as cigarettes. So they're classed as a carcinogen. And this is uh, from the World Health Organization. So it's pretty serious stuff, really. And it is, it is something that we do have to take seriously. So in the last, as I say, few years, obesity rates have soared. Now, this is reading from a government study that was done on the 6th of July this year. And it says that from uh, 1993, obesity rates have increased from 15% to 29%. And the percentage of adults who are overweight or obese has risen from 52.9 to 63.4. Now, along with that, um, Diabetes UK are saying that more more than 
more people than ever are at risk of diabetes type 2 and if nothing changes more than 5 million people will be at risk of diabetes by 2025 along with that there's more and more people dying from heart disease with nearly 170,000 deaths each year caused by heart disease and that's an average of 460 each day this is from all the main you know organizations british heart foundation diabetes uk and a government study so things aren't looking great and we have to look at why you know why these diseases are much more prevalent and it can be linked obviously directly back to diet now i do have to make clear i'm not a doctor i'm not a nutritionist i'm not a dietitian i am a personal trainer i take an extra qualifications in nutrition um so i'm just here to give my thoughts and observe what i've seen and experienced and also Look at some of the studies but obviously you know i am not a doctor so we have to bear that in mind now plant-based living encourages people to eat more plants because ultimately to put it bluntly you've not got much choice to be honest with you so you're going to be all of a sudden eating a huge amount of fiber that you weren't used to before and this is gonna probably play a bit of havoc in your gut's microbiome to start with you're introducing all these strange bacterias that weren't there before and your gut's thinking wow what's this you know i'm gonna blow i'm gonna be gassy i'm gonna increase your bowel movements drastically to be blunt but it's all good you know and many people try plant-based living uh you know do it for a couple of weeks and they say oh no it wasn't for me i bloated i was gassy or oh, and you know the amount of bowel movements but this is just because your body's not used to it you probably haven't had enough fiber for a very very long time and it takes time for your body to get used to that process it and then move forward it's actually that, you know, the, the amount of fiber recommended by the NHS is just 30 grams a day for everyone. And that is, you know, your bowl of porridge, a serving of lentils. You're almost there for that. It's not a difficult amount to get. You have obviously this big obsession with veganism, going plant-based, building muscle on, on the vegan diet, losing weight on the vegan diet. How can I possibly do it if I don't get enough protein? We know obviously proteins in many different things and it's not a concern. Uh, but yeah, it is something that, that, that people worry about. But what they really should be worrying about perhaps is fibre intake. Most people in the UK do not get enough fibre. And if you are transitioning to a plant-based lifestyle, you are going to be sorting that problem out in one foul swoop. Now, if you listen to any of the, you know, the big influencers who are well-educated and, you know, considering healthy diets, healthy lifestyles, the running theme, now whether they're vegan or not, whether they're plant-based or not, you'll always hear them saying, you know, more plant-based foods, encourage more plant-based foods, and that's simply because of the fiber. So of course, if you're going to eat more plants, if you're going to eat more whole foods, if you're going to cut down on convenience foods, then you're going to lose weight. It's quite simple. And there was actually a study, Dr. Neil Barnard, some really famous speech on uh, a study where he and his team uh, conducted this research by giving people a plant-based meal and then placing this screen over the head that measured the carbon dioxide. And after the study, after the experiment, they found that people's metabolism, there was testing, we you know where their metabolism, metabolism was going, but they found that people's metabolism was uh, increased by 16%. Now, that's obviously not very much, um, but 
what Dr. Neil Barnard talks about is if you're eating these healthy foods that are going to increase your metabolism at breakfast, at lunch, and at dinner, then that's obviously quite a large increase in your metabolism over the day. And it means, therefore, that you can go on to burn calories at rest, burn calories at the cinema, burn calories while you're driving. That combined, obviously, with exercise of some form. So ideally, we want to be incorporating some resistance training into our workouts, but it does depend on the person's goal. But if, you know, for fat loss, it's good to combine cardio, low steady state cardio and high intensity cardio, depending on, again, your goals and, and any injuries or anything with some resistance training, which is going to build lean tissue, which will increase your metabolism as well. That combined with with the plant-based living, you know, you're going to find it very difficult to argue against this being a good way to lose weight, a good way to, um, you know, to get in shape. I know a lot of people get upset when uh, people talk about plant-based living and they say that you know it's not for everyone it's not suitable but i think really you know there's a lot of people out there getting very defensive and ultimately it is just eating more plants so i think we have to remember that and remember how healthy that can be when we are considering why we want to lose weight and how we're going to do it so there was a study convert con- conducted uh, there was over sixty thousand participants uh, they were aged 80 plus and they enrolled from 2002 to 2006. It's called the Adventist Health Study. And what they did is basically measure the body mass index of people who eat different kinds of food. So they had pescatarians, they had lacto-ovo, vegetarians, they had vegans. And consistently, and that's a huge amount of people obviously surveyed, vegans came down as the lowest in body mass index and again as i say veganism does not necessarily mean healthy but i am saying that if you are eating a well-planned well thought through healthy vegan diet then it is very very easy to get all the macro and micronutrients that you need and if you're struggling with weight loss you're going to lose weight on a plant-based lifestyle i've seen it with so many of my clients Obviously, if you're eating a huge amount of animal products and a huge amount of fat in your diet, your cells in your body are literally, well, to put it, you know, bluntly, they're they're full of fat and that turns the mitochondria off or reduces it and that affects your ability to burn glucose and other sugars and therefore you're going to gain fat. But eating these healthy plant-based foods and reducing the amount of saturated fat in your diet is going to allow the mitochondria to restart again and to get everything moving and to raise a metabolism. So I would urge you, if you've been struggling to keep your weight off, if you're trying any old fatty diet and, you know, it's not working for you, you've tried slim fast, but by one o'clock you're hungry and you're back in that biscuit jar. You've tried Weight Watchers, but you got sick of sins or whatever they do and not being allowed to have certain things or you tried it for four weeks and then you put it all back on again, which I hear all the time. You've tried all of the different diets and you're finding that for whatever reason, it might be accountability, it might be motivation, but it also might be that the diet just isn't right for you. You can't stick to it. Yes, dieting is simple. Dieting is just putting someone in a calorie deficit, but the question you have to ask yourself is, is that sustainable? Is that calorie deficit sustainable? If you eat calories upwards of or around 800 a day you're going to lose weight obviously but you can't keep that up for long 
With a plant-based living, it's just about adjusting your lifestyle and making some small changes so that you can still eat amazing food of high quality food with uh, a huge amount of quantity as well. Because if you're eating low calorie foods such as legumes, such as beans, such as vegetables, you're not gonna be putting the same amount of calories in your body that you would have previously, but the difference is you can eat more. So if you've got a big appetite, you've suddenly got this huge portion size that you can now allow yourself because the calories are a lot less. And then we ask ourselves, you know, is, is a calorie a calorie? A lot of people will say yes, but if you compare, I was at a talk recently with Dr. Michael Greger and he was talking about this and he was saying, you know, if you if you compare a calorie of bacon to a calorie of berries, you know, how long would it take you to eat the same amount of calories in berries? Well, it would be pretty much impossible for your stomach to hold the equivalent amount of calories in berries if you were to set yourself a target. You know, it'd be quite achievable to do that with bacon, but if you wanted to you know, set the target really high and try that with berries, it would be hugely challenging. So this is what, you know, we're kind of looking at. And as I say, it's just a very simple way of living. I would urge you to give it a go. And um, I have seen a huge amount of results with my clients. And there's a lot of research out there now to, to back up, you know, what we've been speaking about for a long time. So what's holding you back? Give it a go. Let me know how you get on. There's no harm in adding a, a few more plants to, you know, each meal in the week. You don't have to necessarily go plant-based or vegan overnight, but you could have a look on a Saturday night and think, okay, we normally have spag bowl on a Tuesday. We normally have shepherd's pie on a Wednesday. We normally have pizza on a Thursday. How can I make that plant-based? How can I adjust it? And then start from there. And you'll find that it's very easy to swap and change and the adjustment is never as hard as what people think. So I'm not saying, you know, it's the only way, but I am saying that the reason it helps people to lose weight is because it's pretty simply put that you're eating more plants. So guys, that does conclude the second episode of this planted podcast. So I'll see you again next week where we'll be talking to another guest about all things plant-based living based around fitness. Have a good week and I'll see you then.